0: Yes, good morning. This is Giddy Up with Gareth Hall on this Friday. It is the 6th of October. Time is flying. It's Turnbull Stakes Day tomorrow. Murray Hill Stakes Day up there in Rose Hill. As always on a Friday, it's a busy show. A lot to fit in in the next hour and a half. We'll catch up with Dean Evans shortly from Winning Edge Investments. Nick Ashman will join us. Chris Nelson will go through his best at Doombin tomorrow. Benny said with Caulfield. Um, we'll also have a chat to Dean Watling regarding that Randwick meeting and Mitchie Lewis will preview Morfordville. Um Belmont preview, in fact, it's a Kalgoorlie preview there with Riley Morgan. We'll look at some of the feature harness racing events, including tomorrow night there at uh, Tabcourt Park Melton, where we've got a terrific program there with the heats of the Derby and the Oaks, and also the Smoking Up Sprint, which sees the return of Catch a Wave. And the Million Dollar Chase semi finals are on, so we'll have a chat to Simon Orchard as well. So, Strap yourself in. It will be a busy hour and a half. Plus, we'll find you a winner today across the three codes with the giddy-ups bag of tips. Today's wagering update brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. Imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au From Winning Edge Investments, which you can start betting like a professional, chances are you're about to lose. Dean Evans joins us on this Friday morning. G'day, Dino. G'day, Gareth. How are you going? I am very well, mate. Um, Looking forward to the Turnbull Stakes, first of all. And the market interests me with Bet365 because you've got this superstar Hong Kong galloper who has to carry 59 kilos with this race being set weights and penalties, which makes it interesting for, for romantic warrior tomorrow because only the really good horses can get the job done with that weight. But I think he's exceptional and he's hovering around the $2 quote now. Gold trip, the rain around for him's helped him and he's firmed in nearly half his quote since Wednesdays into $11. dollars we bet three, six, five. Francesca Guardi at 19. West wind blows at $8. The European Galloper for Simon and Ed Crisford. Ozapinko $7. Sulk 50, then right you are $19 and then big prices for the rest. Goldman's at 50 to one, but he's still an emergency in that field. Um, How do you read this year's Turnbull Stakes, mate? Yeah, look, it's it's always a great race. The horses on that
1: Cups and and Cox Plate path and it's that sort of fork in the road for them to decide where they want to go. Uh, For some great winners for the last 12 years, Wink's very elegant, incentivized, Hartnell, uh, Green Moon. So, you know, it's, it's a good horse's race. Um, it's an interesting race to profile. There's a few things that sort of stand out the last 12 years. 11 of the winners have been either third up or fourth up. Um, so, you know, they struggle to win to sort of the first or second up. All 12 of the winners have come off either a two-week or a three-week break. Interestingly, all 12 runners have drawn inside barrier nine, so, so nothing that's drawn in double figures has been able to, to win this race. Um, seven six-year-olds over 12 years and then a couple of four-year-olds and five-year-olds uh, nothing's won above 57.5 kgs. Um, and, and Chris Wally's won five of the last eight and then won second another four times. So this is certainly his race. Uh, it looks to be an average sort of speed. I think Goldman should lead pretty easily, but you've sort of got Bankmore, Right You Are, um, Uncle Bryn, and then and then the two internationals, West Windblowers and Romantic Warrior, will be sort of on pace there. Um, you know, the race really sort of, uh, starts with Romantic Warrior, obviously the Hong Kong superstar, ten wins from 14 starts. Jay Max McWhirton three times, He's won every time. Um, you know, on ability and ratings, he would win this. But I think I think there's really a few queries on the horse. He's you know there's definitely been a few rumblings that I've heard from a, a few insiders about just how well the horse has travelled. You know, how he's sort of settled in, eaten since he's arrived. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see you know where he's sort of at in the yard. Uh he carries fifty-nine KGs, no horse has won this race the past twelve years above fifty-seven and a half and he's also drawn out in an eleven and then not, nothing in the last twelve years has won uh with a double figure barrier. So he's got a few few question marks. Obviously the Cox place is the um is the target and I just sort of have a feeling like this horse might be might be unders for his first run, particularly when there's been, you know, just little rumblings around how how well he's travelled. Um you know, I think the two that rate really well Ossopenko, he just he got home, finished really strong with the fifth in the wink win stakes, hit the line well again in the Memsey, and the eighth quickest last September of the day. He was good in the Mackay Diva, which is the you know, it's the strongest Australian form for this. Again, he was hitting the line really well, went third with the best late sectionals. I think this is the race, you know, that he's been set for. Osipenko fourth up. Um, he's drawn perfectly, maps well, he looks a really strong chance and then, you know, West Wind blows. Um, Twelve starts with five wins and five placings as an import. Uh, you know, one over two two thousand metre long champ by a couple of lengths. Around second with got the pile drive. a b beat Hope Changing of the Guard and the Melbourne Cup favourite from last year, Dover Legend. Around third in the Coral Eclipse, which is you know mm-hmm. one of the biggest races uh, by a long way. To Paddington, he beat home Dubai Honor, who uh, you know obviously tailed up Animo and the rest of them over here last year. Um, you know, he he's he's just a, a class, class animal as well. Um and uh and the reports have been pretty good in terms of how well he's traveled over. Um so you know, he looks a really strong chance, I think. The other the other horse had a bit of odds who he ticks absolutely every historical box is Francesco Gardi. he's third up off a twenty one day break, a six year old, he's drawn single digits, he's under fifty seven and a half, he's trained by Chris Waller. He was only three and a half lengths off them in the Matai B. D. last start um and obviously the step up to 2000 meters is going to suit him and uh you know he's got damien laid on board and i think um i think he's a smoky at sort of 20 to 1 as well but um you know i'm I'm looking at i'm looking at bending around romantic warrior uh in this race and looking at sort of osipenko west wind blows and and maybe francesco
0: at a price. so no
1: sulkam uh i i have as as next pick i think he's been excellent as both as runs as prep um you know he's being set for the cups he's going to get a fair way back. Uh, so whether, um, you know, it's just not, it's quite sort of a target race for him. Um, and I think he'll just be getting back and really rattling
0: home, but I do have him,
1: um, I do have him as sort of the fourth pick and, and i will probably be having something, you know, at least as a saver on him because he can definitely win.
0: Yeah. The key, I think Solcum is that he's been missing the kick. So it doesn't matter where he draws. He's <laughs> been out the back. So there's not too much yeah. place on paper anyway, in this Turnbull stake. So he was out the back. It doesn't matter how quick he runs home. It's, it's basically Mission Impossible. And this romantic warrior, listening to you, he should be 100 to 1. Um, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because I heard Cam Luke talk about this on SEN Track, on um, Trackside in the afternoon. If he does win on Saturday with the weight that he has to carry first up, and we know that he's a better horse second up, what price What price he starts? 80 does doesn't he, in a Cox Plate, if he wins tomorrow?
1: yeah it's, it's it's pretty rare that we get horses you know having that sort of price on the Cox Plate apart from winks but um yeah if you put them away tomorrow it's going to be uh it's it's going to be hard to see what you get back to being in the cox plate And in fact you'll probably find a lot of horses might see and get scared off yeah um and certainly horses that, that, are, that are trying to weigh up where to run the four-year-olds like amelia's jewel then might, might just decide to go to the uh the golden eagle instead but um uh, yeah, this is, this is a test race, and I just think um, you know, if I'd heard that he travelled well, and um, you know, it might be a bit different. He's, but he's already got quite a few historical sort of negatives in this race to to overcome, trying to do it first up the 59 and the wide gate. But um, but he's obviously a class horse. It's just. Uh, you know, you want everything going right when you're an yep. international, and just um, you know the, the feeding and the, and the different little things that I've sort of been hearing about. It's just um, you know it's hard to take two dollars twenty about a horse when you're hearing that kind of stuff.
0: It's a great it's a great game because of the the, the situation with the rumours. he hasn't travelled well. He hasn't eaten up, and Danny Shum didn't help the cause when he we were his on. I think it was um, Hutchie's honkers and mentioning about the the feed issue that he couldn't get the feed from America to Australia, and he'd been. Struggling to, struggling to get him to wait. But then I did a little bit more of some um, investigative work regarding Danny Shulman. They tell me he's one of the most fussiest trainers that make sure that he he definitely dots the I's and crosses the T's and he's a perfectionist. So um, mm-hmm. he's traveled horses before and said something similar even when he was foreman for some of the big stables, I think, in Hong Kong, and they've just jumped out of the ground and won. Um, whether yeah. uh, w- when he's traveled overseas with horses before so it's just one of those situations in this great game is that I don't think anyone knows until we see the race tomorrow afternoon unfortunately so whether you want to be brave enough to back in his ability and and take that two dollars um, and I think tactics will play a major part looking at his races in Hong Kong I think his biggest asset is his gate speed so with a lack of speed really on paper I think maka J Mac will put the push the button early and try and land in a a, a positive spot early, and then um, we'll see his class in the concluding stages.
1: Oh, definitely. I think you know he maps, he maps well I and mean, Goldman pushes forward and then maybe bank and and right you are. Um, Uncle Bryn might sort of push up on the inside. i I, I think j Mac will probably be able to get him into a one one pretty comfortably. Yeah. Um uh and so um you know, as long as he doesn't get caught sort of three wide and and, and there is a bit of risk of that. Um and you've got West Wind blowers so he, who's sort of probably gonna gonna push forward as well. So uh you know, J main aim is definitely gonna be just to, to get the horse some cover and, and, and not get caught sort of three deep. Um but not a ton of speed so he should be able to posse up somewhere there.
0: Now, let's have a look at the Hill Stakes, which is race seven at Rose Hill. Numerian's at $19. Sayrec at $9. Young Verta comes to Sydney for Danny O'Brien at $17. Then we go to Protagonist at $7.50. hoo Ya Mel's had good support. Third up this preparation and gets to a suitable distance, you would imagine, at $4.60. is $16. Montefilia. Nash jumps aboard at $4, hinged at $11, and then we go down to five. Bernji's Gary Portelli gave her a really good push there yesterday when I had a chat to him on Giddy Up Stable Mail, and then he's a shocker at $17. Who wins the Hill Stakes this year, Dino?
1: Yeah, look, there's a, there's a fair bit of speed here. Um, my database has them going pretty quickly with the likes of the sort of uh hems like push-up, uh, Numerian as well. That's sort of young worlder. Um, moving forward as well, I think the horse that seems to match really perfectly just behind them is is and I've been uh, you know watching him really closely this prep. Uh, he was a good fourth first up in the in the tramway. Um, he had really good to the late late sectionals there was plus seven point one for the last six hundred, and then again in the seven stakes behind sort of think it Over and Zaki. Um, you know he, he was he was really sort of solid again plus eight point two for the last six hundred. So. So he's trucking along really well. I think you know Tommy Barry coming aboard is a really really positive pointer, um, and, and this is the horse that, that always just seems to um, excel sort of just at his sort of third up run. Um, and, you know, in the last couple of preps, he won the on the Neville Selwood third up uh, last prep, and that was sort of his best run um, from a ratings perspective of the prep. Uh, and you can just see that he had been geared up 1400 a mile to really peak for this race um, over the 1900 you know I think it's sort of the a, a, the nine dollars available here it's a really really good bet uh you know is a horse that you know i've been've been close to all prep i I thought she was just a bit disappointing in the Kingston town um on face value but then of course considering what just fine um has been doing um and that you know crazy sort of hot speed fourteen links uh quicker than than par for the first sectional um you know the the profile race might just not have suited her and Obviously this again, her fourth up here, two million dollar race has been a target for, for Chris Waller and, and he certainly knows how to target a, a horse for the right race. So um I have to give Montefilia sort of one more one more chance here and what's clearly her, her sort of grand final race, I think, for the prep. But I, I quite like Zay reckon and um and Montefilia is a two to beat here.
0: It's going to be a great day's racing, and it's only the start because next week we we'll we'll, we might need two hours, Dino, with the races that will be on <laughs> offer next week. We'll have Everest Day with the Everest and the King Charles to highlight the programs there, with the Kosciuszko. And then at Caulfield, you'll be a little bit nervous. King Colorado will be representing Winning Edge Investments in the Group 1 Caulfield Guineas, taking on Militarised and Step Party. We've got the Might and Power, the Chirac. We still don't know where... Amelia's jewel is going, so can't wait for next Friday, mate. Already,
1: yeah, what a day! What a day it's going to be. That's a, an absolutely massive, massive race day um, in both states, and 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 you know most of the most of the top horses um, are going to be running um, in, in something in, the, in on that day. So yeah, really looking forward to that. And, and King Colorado sort of chip a all right right in, in Melbourne and? We're hearing some positive sort of uh, words from the math table. So, yeah, we're getting excited, and, um, you know, and I'll be there on Saturday.
0: Just keep a lid on it, mate. Just keep a lid on it. I'm still got track work <laughs> on Tuesday. Thanks for that, Dean. Thanks, <laughs> hey, Good yeah, to He's a great man, Dean Evans. WinningEdgeInvestments.com. Tips and ratings from professional punters throughout the spring racing carnival. Chances are you're about to lose. If you want to back a winner this, this weekend, head to Winning Edge Investments. Sign up as a new member. You type in SEN and you get a 50% discount, lifetime discount, if you put in SEN. So that's terrific value there with the successful Winning Edge Investment team. Let's take a quick break. It's 9.18. This is giddy up on a Friday. After the break, we'll catch up with Nick Ashman to go through some of the other feature races as well on a Saturday. And of course, we'll concentrate at Flemington and also at Rose Hill.